Chapter 2 of The Tale of Chirpy Cricket. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Alan R. Tate, Bedford, Massachusetts. The Tale of Chirpy Cricket by Arthur Scott Bailey. Chapter 2. Quick and Easy. Of course Chirpy Cricket didn't spend all his time merely sitting quietly in his hole in the daytime and fiddling every night. Of course he had to eat. And each night he was in the habit of creeping out of his hole and gathering spears of grass in Farmer Green's yard, which he carried home with him. He called that doing his marketing, and it was lucky for him that he liked grass. There was so much of it to be had. All he had to do was step outside his door, and there it was all around him. It made housekeeping an easy matter and left him plenty of time every night to fiddle and frolic. Somehow Chirpy could never go from one place to another in a slow, sober walk. He always moved by leaps, as if he felt too gay to plod along like Daddy Longlegs, for instance. Chirpy himself often remarked that he hadn't time to move slowly, and almost before he had finished speaking, as likely as not he would jump into the air and alight some distance away. It was all done so quickly that a person could scarcely see how it happened. But Chirpy Cricket said it was easy as anything, and having leaped like that, he would often begin to shuffle his wings together the moment he landed on the ground, thereby making his shrill music. Many of his neighbors declared that he believed a short life and a merry one was the best kind. And when they thought of Timothy Turtle, who was so old that nobody could even guess his age, and was so disagreeable and snappish that everyone kept out of his way, the neighbors decided that possibly Chirpy Cricket's way was the better of the two. Anyhow, there was no doubt that Timothy Turtle believed in a long life and a grumpy one. All of Chirpy's relations were of the same mind as he. They acted as if they would rather make the nights ring with their music than do anything else. And Johnny Green said one evening, when he heard Solomon Owl hooting over the hemlock woods, that it was lucky there weren't as many owls as there were crickets in the valley. If there were hundreds, or maybe thousands of owls, and they all hooted at the same time, there'd be no sleeping for anybody. At least that was Johnny Green's opinion, and it does seem a reasonable one. Chirpy Cricket's nearest relations all looked exactly like him. Everybody said that the Crickets bore a strong family resemblance to one another. But there were others, more distant cousins, that were quite unlike Chirpy. There were the Mole Crickets, who stayed in the ground and never, never came to the surface. And there were the Tree Crickets, who lived in the trees and fiddled, Retreat! 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 until you might have thought they would get tired of their ditty. But they never did. They seemed to like their music as much as Chirpy Cricket liked his. Cree! 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 End of Chapter 2 Recording by Alan R. Tate, Bedford, Massachusetts